I'm Julie. Welcome to Mom Made Plans Podcast. This is where we use self-awareness to create practical systems to be more intentional and productive with our time. And we stay humble by remembering God is in control. In today's chat, we are looking at a fresh take on the idea of leaving our legacy. And that legacy is based on how we spend our time today. And Emily from Moms Overcoming Overwhelm podcast is going to lead us through some real gut checks and also some practical help on feeling better about how we do spend our time. So let's go ahead and dive into this conversation. All right, ladies, welcome to the podcast today. We are going to go a little deep today, do a little soul searching, um, kind of hit that motherhood cord, and it's going to be a really powerful conversation to just help us with one of our main frustrations. I think really you can just boil it down to how we spend our time and we didn't get enough done or we didn't figure out the right routine or we didn't have time to exercise. We didn't spend enough time with our family. We scrolled on the phone too long. The list could go on and on. All of that relates to how we're spending our time. And I have an awesome guest with us today who is going to help us reframe, like going through this process of defining our legacy. And I think that might be just what we need to get motivated on spending our time on the most important things. So before we dive into this conversation, um, welcome, Emily. Please introduce yourself and tell us a little about you. Sure. Thanks so much for having me, Julie. I'm so excited to be here. And yeah, I'm Emily. I am a wife to my husband, Pat, for 14 years. I have to always think about that. Um, (laughs) And I have two boys. They are five and six and a half. And I have been at home with them since my oldest was born. And in the time that I'm not taking care of them, I actually have a podcast called Moms Overcoming Overwhelm, which focuses on decluttering your home, head, and heart. So that keeps me pretty busy. And I also write custom poetry. So when I'm not talking into a microphone, I'm writing poems for people for various occasions. And that's something that I started doing when I was like eight or nine years old, just, you know, for fun. So it's kind of cool as an adult that I can use some of those giftings that God gave me and, um, you know, write poems. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. So unique and special. So cool. So today we're just going to soak up all your wisdom for, yeah, spending our time. And and I just love this concept of thinking about our legacy. And it's not something we necessarily think of very often, but if you give yourself some space to really be intentional and, and think through that process of what do I want my legacy to be? And especially in motherhood. So before we peel back the layers of that, like if you want to just give us what just starting with like, okay, what's the definition of a legacy? Like what really is this, especially when thinking of it um, as a mom? Sure. So you have kind of like the literal and very tangible definition. So if you look that up, it would be like something that would be handed down or gifted to someone. So it could be, you know, money or property, that kind of stuff. 
Um, when you also think about like the legacy that you're leaving, in fact, when I write poems, one of the things I do for memorial poems is I say, you know, what is the legacy that this person left on the world? Mm-hmm. And it's maybe the values that they um, carry down to another generation. It could be, you know, the way that they live their life and how that was reflected and how they treated people, your values, your traditions, your memories, those sort of intangible things. And there was one other definition that I found when I was looking into this that really struck me. And it was something that is the result of events in the past. And the reason that that really kind of struck a different chord with me is that it wasn't this tangible stuff. It wasn't even like, oh, I was a good person. And, you know, now my kids can say that I was a good person at my funeral or whatever. It really was your legacy going forward is the result of actions that have happened in the past. And so when I look at that through the lens of motherhood, the legacy that I'm leaving to my children now and in the future is a result of the events and activities and how I'm spending my time right now. And that is both how I'm spending my time just as an individual, you know, as Emily and how I spend that time, but especially how I'm spending my time in regards to my interactions and and with them. So that's kind of how I look at it. Yeah, no, that's such a powerful way when you have that perspective of like, what I'm doing now is the legacy, (laughs) like my future legacy is what I'm doing right now. And there's a little bit of like, a moment of panic and pressure of like, Oh, (laughs) am I doing this right? So will you um, walk us through maybe as we're just kind of processing that like an exercise of kind of this first step in figuring out what we want our legacy to be is figuring out if nothing changes, what with our current actions and how we spend our time, like, what is the legacy right now? If nothing changed, Can you walk us through how we like just kind of mentally figure out how we spend our time, like a little exercise of figuring that out? No, definitely. And just for a way of background, when I first started thinking about this, it was about, um, let's see here, about three, three or four years ago. And so it was like, my kids were a lot younger and I was really very much in the thick of the, I think it was like kids were maybe three and four or something like that. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm really in the thick of it. Right. And what I mean by that is when I wasn't caring for them, it was like, how do I escape this constant exhaustion and pressure and everything that we have to do where you're laying in bed and being like their bed. Okay. Go to sleep. You're thinking to yourself, go to sleep, go to sleep. Because you think about the stuff you want to do like for yourself. And maybe that's just, I just want to like have a minute to just watch a show. Like that's all I want to (laughs) do. Hopefully everyone can relate to that. It's not just me. Um, So that's kind of where this thought came from. But even now that my kids are five and six and a half, it's still that way because we're kind of mostly out of the tantrum phase, but there's still really, really hard moments. And so I kind of imagine this future conversation and it's where my kids actually still want to talk to me. So I assume that that is before they're like 12 or 13 and they're just kind of grunting and like, whatever, you know, Mm. Um, I'm going to say that they're maybe like eight and 10. So they're still like kind of curious and inquisitive and they still want to talk to me. Um, And just having this conversation of like, mom, so you 
were at home with us, like when we were, you know, little, right? And I said, Oh, yeah, yeah, I was with you. So what'd you do? You're like, well, I took care of you and I fed you and cleaned the house and everything. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, what else did you do? That isn't all you did, was it? Oh, you know, oh, no, I did other stuff. Well, like what? And you know, kids, they just keep Yes. Asking and asking and asking. So if I were to say, oh, well, you know, I like to watch um, reality shows on Netflix. And so sometimes I watch YouTube videos of people doing these singing competitions. Oh, yeah. And I also scrolled my phone a lot. And they'd be like, you know, scroll, like scrolled what? Oh, you know, my phone, just scroll social media, whatever. And I also imagine you kind of have to think about the kids asking the hard questions that kind of punch you in the gut. Yeah. You know, okay. Oh, so you were scrolling. Well, what were you looking for? Like, what are we looking for really when we mm-hmm. scroll? Um, I don't know. I was looking for something to entertain me. I was looking for something to kind of get my mind off of things when, when they were hard. I was looking for something to make me feel something different. And then you have your kids kind of looking at each other and like, okay, well, did it work? Um, sometimes, but then it was short-lived, right? And then I didn't really feel any better. And then they kind of were like, well, I thought you liked to do other things. It's like, didn't you write? Didn't you like to go on walks? Didn't you dance? All these things. Well, yeah, but mostly I was just tired. So I would just scroll, you know? And just if you think about just as that particular exercise, your kids kind of realizing like, how you actually were spending that time. And if you're super honest with yourself in this exercise, think of the look on their faces. Think of like the confusion. Think of the like, wait, how are you spending your time? Or even if they're at that age or a little bit older, imagine that that's their default. Like they have the smartphones now and that's their default that they're scrolling and disengaging and trying to escape the things that are really hard about being a teenager. So that is one exercise that has been very, uh, very powerful for me. Yeah. And that my big takeaway from what you said there is asking that question, what are you looking for? Especially because I do feel like so much of our time, our default is our phone and scrolling through. And, and maybe if it's not even your phone, maybe it's TV and maybe it's even a good thing. Like maybe you're reading and it's books. Okay. But to still stop and question, like when you are about to like engage in these longer things where you are scrolling or whatever, what are you looking for to really stop and pause and ask yourself when you're going just scrolling your phone? What, what am I looking for? Like what result am I trying to get by doing this? Because we don't get it after two minutes. We don't get it after five minutes. We, when you get sucked into your phone, that's an easy 20 minutes later, <laughs> at least. And what, what are we doing? And so that is just a really not to like shame, no guilt. Like I want you guys to take a breath. We're just evaluating, just doing some of that self-reflection of like, okay, do I, am I really happy? Like if you're okay with it, cool. No judgment. If it's working for you, great. It's just to question yourself and reflect and be like, are you okay with how you spend your time? If your kid was to ask you and you kind of spout off what you did, are you happy with that answer? And not that we can't ever do like, quote unquote, like meaningless things, but what is the majority 
of your time spent on and does that feel good? And does that feel good to hear it from someone else telling you? Yeah. Like, okay, so you spent all your time on the phone. Great. Yeah. <laughs> the other the other thing that I think of sometimes and because it might be because I write these poems frequently, like memorial poems. So you're doing a retrospective of someone's life and they're typically being read, you know, like at the funeral of someone. And so it really kind of makes me think about you know, my own, like if something were to happen to me, or even if I'm, you know, old and gray, <laughs> whatever the case may be, but just sort of like, what is being said about you there? I mean, no one wants their kids coming up to the podium and they're like, you know, mom really had this funny thing she used to do when we would make her mad and she would reach into her back pocket and pull out her phone. And then she would just scroll and scroll and scroll. And then, you know, eventually she feel better and whatever. I mean, I don't want my kids saying that. I want my, I don't want my kids saying, you know, the three words that she would always say to us was just a minute because I was like too busy to actually help them in the moment because I'm running around like a crazy person for what, you know? Mm. Um, and so I think about that sometimes because I just, um, I struggle still, I struggle still. And I'll say, like I've never smoked a cigarette in my life, but I keep my phone on my back pocket. And it's like sometimes when things get hard, when it's a stressful situation with the kids, I'm reaching for my back pocket like a mm. pack of cigarettes, honestly, mm. to do that. And so it's kind of like this struggle for myself where you're realizing that you are modeling something all the time. So like, what are you modeling to your kids when it comes to how they deal with those difficult emotions? Uh, and so that has been really convicting to me. And I don't know how it couldn't be convicting to anyone else, yes. <laughs> but it's just kind of remembering, remembering in the moment, like, this is really hard. All my alarm bells are going off in my head that like, I need to escape the situation. And that might be the case, but maybe we do breathing. Maybe we do prayer. Maybe we do something that we're showing our kids. This is what mommy does when it's a stressful situation. So that's been mm -hmm. something I continuously have to learn. Yeah, that is so powerful. And that's the thing here. It's like you have to get broken before you can improve. And so I feel like this yeah. process is just a little bit of a a breaking period. And so have like grace for yourself, but to think through and yeah, I will catch myself. That is super convicting of whether it's just a minute or whatever you say, how often you're saying that. And I will sometimes catch myself and be like, you have to have that split second. Like, okay, what really is more important? Do I just walk away for a few minutes and let them show me whatever they're so excited about? Or is what I'm doing really like, sometimes it may be whatever you're doing, you literally just need a minute and then you can focus. But to just have that powerful pause to decide like with your time, what is important in this like grand scheme of things? Like, what are we obsessing and stressing over really? Like you were saying, like what for what? Like, <laughs> is it important or not? And so, yeah, that's a, a huge lens there. And so with this kind of process that we're doing of really letting things come to light and realizing we're not necessarily proud of how we're spending our time. Like we're, we're going to want to make some changes. So I would love to hear if you have any like practical kind of ideas for steps we could do just to think about as if we're sitting here, just feeling really, really, um, 
conflicted and, and guilty and being like, oh my gosh, I need to do better. Like where, what can I think about first? What do I do? Yeah. <laughs> now that we have you feeling bad about yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm just gonna, laughs> we're not going to leave what you there. Do about it? We'll I know, we're not going to leave you there. We promise. We promise. Yeah. Um, I do want to say one thing is that, you know, my podcast, Moms Overcoming Overwhelmed. Yes. Yeah, lots of overwhelmed moms, right? Yeah. And I get, you know, the request to join my free um, Facebook group. Uh, and when you join a group, they you can see how many other groups that the person is in. The reason I'm saying that is I have an overwhelmed mom that's joining my group and she's part of like 800 groups. And I'm like, oh my goodness, how does that even work? I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> um, I know, right? And so I think sometimes we're like looking for the answer, looking for the answer, trying this, trying mm -hmm. that, whatever. And we don't recognize that like we have so much noise going on. Yes. A lot of it has been self-created that we feel like, well, this is just how it has to be. Like I have to be telling my kid just a minute because I have to do, you know, the dishes and then I have to put this away and blah, blah, blah. if you're actually able to stop and say, okay, I'm going to turn off as much as I can some of the outward distractions, mostly phone or <laughs> technology related, and just kind of look inward into what are these non-negotiable core pillar things that like I absolutely want or need to do to be myself at my core. And so, you know, I know you talk about this a lot, but just some of the basic taking care of yourself type of things and the basic like, okay, I would like to do, you know, five minutes reading the Bible, like something that is so small, you can't say no, but it is important enough that that has to be a non-negotiable yeah. that you're always starting there. So that would be kind of my first thing. Um, you know, it's, it's hard for me because I want to be as helpful and supportive uh, to moms as I can. But if you're coming to me and saying, I have no time to do anything and you are, you know, constantly on Facebook or Instagram or whatever the case may be, like commiserating with other moms about how you don't have any time, like, don't do that. <laughs> like, don't do that. Like, yeah. you know, call your best friend and talk to her for a bit and then be able to kind of have that inward focus. So. That would probably be my first thing is shutting off the noise and picking those things. And even if it is the smallest increment of time that you can devote right now, mm -hmm. that is something. And that is showing your self-worth and like what is actually important to you. And I think that's where you should start. Yeah, of course. Love that for sure. We always start with those non-negotiables around here. And, and I love that you point out even five minutes. Like just whatever, this is one, you're not going to drastically transform your time overnight. You, you have to start somewhere with one thing that's almost impossible not to do. Like, it's so easy that it is just like, okay, I literally have no excuse not to do these five minutes or, or whatever. So yeah, that's, that's a great, um, first step for sure. Yeah. The other thing I think it depends on your personality and I don't know um, 
if I had talked about this when you and I spoke before, but Gretchen Rubin has this idea of the four tendencies and it's how you deal with internal and external expectations. So for me, I'm what's called an obliger that I work really well when there's external uh, expectations on me, but I don't do very much when it's just like the internal expectations for myself. Mm -hmm. So I like seeking community for the things that are non-negotiable for me, but are still not what I want to do because I'm not motivated <laughs> to do them. <laughs> so I, you know, I've done this exercise program for oh, two and a half years straight, five or six days a week. And the reason is that I have external accountability that I, you know, message people about it. For our, the decluttering we do in my group, we do 15 minutes a day for five days. I'm doing live videos. We're checking in. And so we're able to say like, hey, this is important to me. I'm telling someone else I want to be accountable. Um, and maybe that doesn't work for your, your personality. But for me, that has been really paramount because I'm able to then start making it habitual to which I am then able to do it myself without mm -hmm. having to check in with someone all the time. So that has been a huge part of me getting those non-negotiables like done consistently no matter what because i would tell you the number of times i want to exercise at 5 30 in the morning when i come down here to the basement is like zero <laughs> like i can never remember a time i'm like let's do this yeah <laughs> but yet i've been doing it for over two years right so awesome. and i yeah. know the benefits mm -hmm. when i'm leaving my legacy the benefit is all the ways that it is helping me show up as the person and mom that i want to be so it's worth it. But yeah, hopefully that will that will kind of remind someone that sometimes accountability is exactly what you need because motivation is not necessarily going to get you there. Mm, yeah. Yeah, that's true. And just I think I'm I'm more on the opposite end of the spectrum where I have like an I don't know, a reverse reaction to the to the community. It like shuts me down. It's like too much stimulation of everyone. I'm like, Oh, no, I can't deal with it. So it's funny. But that's a great. I love the idea of like, you don't have to, as you're trying to figure this out and make changes, whatever system you may need some accountability up front, like this might be a great thing to talk with another mom friend. And be like, look, listen to this episode. Let's work on this legacy piece together. And you kind of can have that initial starting check-in, I think is really helpful. So whether or not whatever process you find to get motivated and to continue, um, it doesn't have to stay the same the whole time, but just finding something that will spur you on. Um, yeah. And definitely that always reminds me as I, every time I say that word, um, let us spur one another on towards love and good deeds. I think it's like Hebrews 10, 24. It's one of my favorite um, verses. And so definitely prayerfully considering ask God to spur you on and like stir in your heart to convict you of those moments, to bring it to light when you're having a moment that maybe you're having too many, just one more minute or too much scrolling your phone that God will convict you and remind you of this moment and ask yourself, what am I looking for? <laughs> what do I yes. want my legacy to be? And is this supporting that? Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, you know, when I 
talk to people or listen to people about time management and so forth. And there's the idea of doing a time audit, which I love and I think is very um, powerful. But I find that it is difficult for an overwhelmed mom to see it as more than just like one more thing to do, you know, right. like, oh, wait a minute, I'm doing a million things and you want me to write everything down? Like, are you crazy? You know? Yeah. <laughs> so what I try to suggest and what I try to do myself is when you are noticing that kind of time where you're feeling discomfort or you're in that middle of that tantrum with, you know, your kid and you are feeling that like, I want to escape kind mm-hmm. of feeling like recognizing that in the moment and then saying like, okay, normally I would choose my phone. Normally I would choose some sort of, you know, comfort food. Normally Mm -hmm. I would choose this or that. And today I am, when that happens, I'm taking one breath and I'm saying a prayer or I'm taking one breath and I'm saying whatever I'm looking for, it's not going to be on my phone. Like I, I know it's not there. So sometimes it's hard because it's like, yes, we would like to do the time audit and then be able to like figure it out to the minutia of how do I want to be spending all the moments of my day? But that's probably not realistic for for a lot of us. So it's just more the pausing and the noticing and Mm -hmm. then choosing something different and getting your brain and your body to like follow suit with what you are intending to change. So that's been powerful for me. Um, When you do these kind of exercises, when you're thinking about when your kids are older, what's the legacy I'm leaving? But when the the rubber hits the road and you're in the moment, then it is, okay, I'm I'm choosing something different in this moment. And then you try it in the next time and next Mm -hmm. time and so forth. Yeah. Letting your legacy really be that core motivator for change. And I love I'm all about the self-awareness piece of the noticing, the pause and the notice. And that's, I feel like that's really a great, do those non-negotiables, but like that's a great real first step of just make a commitment to notice, just to be more aware of what your automatic reactions are and if there's a better, a better choice. So this is super super helpful. We've gone, we took ourselves in the trenches of all the like, Oh, this is rough. And I'm feeling convicted to into some first steps of like how to get out of it and just really keeping that idea of our legacy. And, And it's a powerful thought to really stop and write out for yourself. Like, what do you want your kids or your friends to be able to say about you and then be that, (laughs) um, And one one day at a time of making those actions towards that direction. So yeah, we've I think we've covered a a lot of really helpful things. Are there any? I don't want to cut off if there's any other tips for just this idea of living your legacy and just feeling more confident that we're spending our time on the right things. Yeah, I guess um, I have to constantly remind myself um, that I am doing the best that I can with the children that God has entrusted to just me for a reason. And I have a little joke. My husband and I have a joke um, about how, you know, you put money aside for the college fund. And like uh, when I do something I'm not proud of as a parent, which is unfortunately sometimes frequently I'll say, Oh, well, we're just, we're going to have to just put more money in the therapy fund, you know, (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I feel like 
We do the best that we can. Our right. parents did the best that they could. And when we are doing these exercises, it's not to make us feel bad about us or to doubt our self-worth or to think like, why well, I'm just screwed up. I'm not, you know, I'm not a good mom for these kids or whatever. No, that isn't the right. point. It's just having that conviction, having that, hey, God, I really need help with this to be able to spend my time in a way that I'm proud of. And to, yeah, move forward with that confidence, knowing that you're you're there for a reason to shepherd your kids in the way that you are. And you're just maybe making some tweaks along the way to have it be more in alignment with what you want, you know, your right. kids to be remembering about their childhood. I think about that, that a lot, like what I remember about my childhood and these formative years that my kids are in right now. And what are they remembering? Like, are they remembering me crying because I'm frustrated about something? Are they remembering me laughing and playing? Are they remembering me cleaning up after them on the floor all the time? Are they remembering me saying, we got to get out of the house now so you can get to school, get in the car? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, what are they going to remember? And and that convicts me a lot. Usually it's at nighttime, like when I'm going to bed right. and I'm thinking about the day. Yeah. But um, we just keep getting those little convictions, those little kind of Holy Spirit nudgings and taps. And it's like, okay, I can I can shift a little bit and shift a little bit. And then you're getting closer to kind of where you want to be and the person you want to become, you know? Yeah, that's another fantastic tip of what are they remembering? And so I want to encourage you with this idea with tons of grace mixed in. So every day is new. His mercies are new every morning. You're not going to get it right every day or all day, but just aiming for that, say like 80% of the time, the majority of the time you're trying to do, to do better and work on this so that the majority of the time is those memories that you want to be made. So not to be down on yourself or every time you freak out or are choosing the chores constantly or disregarding them all day or whatever, like just breathe, <laughs> relax. Like it's going to be okay. You're doing a good job, but it's just that pursuit of doing the majority of the time, what we, what we want to build our legacy to look like and for people to remember us by. So this has been a really powerful, just deep dive into ourselves. And just, I love though, the that there's ways to improve. There's easy, practical steps of ways that we can keep doing better and build the legacy we want. So thank you so much, Emily. I would love to have you just share a little bit more about um, how people can connect with you. Your Facebook group sounds amazing. I love some decluttering your home and help <laughs> that will help so much <laughs> that you're not distracted by all of that and ruining your legacy. <laughs> so yeah, tell us a little bit more about um, how everyone can find you. Yeah, sure. So my podcast, Moms Overcoming Overwhelm, you can start there. And yes, I do have a free Facebook group, which of course I can't remember the exact name of. So I'm just going <laughs> to have you link it in the show notes. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I think it's decluttering support uh, for uh, overwhelmed moms. But anyway, um, so yeah, usually in there we do like every two weeks do these kind of decluttering burst challenges where we keep it super simple, 15 minutes a day pick the most unsentimental things like the expired yeah. medication and the moldy food and, you know, <laughs> the stuff that's not hard. And eventually you can get to the harder stuff. But yeah, that probably is the best, um, best place to reach me. And yeah, 
I'm just so excited to connect more with your listeners. Thank you so much. This has been so helpful. Thank you for listening in today. This conversation was a real eye opener. Definitely one of those to share with your mom friends and work together on some of our bad habits of defaulting to our phone and getting trapped in the just a minute mindset where we're always stressed trying to get things done. So if you'd like some feedback and help on how to be more intentional with your time, then shoot me an email with your top struggles and we can work through it. And it'll also help me know which topics to cover here on the podcast to help you all find solutions. So I'll be on the lookout for your email. And as always, there's plenty of hard stuff. So let's make what can be easier, easier.